Welcome to the Lloyd's List podcast, and a very happy new year to you all. 2019 certainly promises to be an interesting year for the shipping industry, so before we get back into the regular weekly podcast, we thought we would offer you a slightly longer view on the stories our correspondents think are going to be shaping the year ahead. These views come with a disclaimer. Confidence in the future prospects of shipping has always been a question of perspective and timing. As we note in our annual Lloyd's List Outlook, available to buy now, details available in the podcast notes, exogenous events continue to impose change on shipping. But the successful players in our industry have always understood that, and they've always understood that they don't control the market, only their costs. Heightened political risk is nothing new for business, generally, or shipping specifically. Arguably, such disruption has traditionally fueled opportunity within the maritime markets, and political risk merely shapes the context within which global firms operate. Navigating turbulent waters is, after all, our business. There are those who argue, quite compellingly, I think, that this time it is different, that we're living in an age of unprecedented risk. It's a view we certainly have some sympathy with, and certainly it's hard to recall a period of more uncertain political conditions, at least not since the end of the Cold War. But even then, at least there were only two sides to choose from, whereas now we live in a more complicated and multipolar world. Shipping, beholden to no country and protected by none, may face further difficulties via regulations, political sanctions and trade embargoes, not to mention the territorial disputes that are shaping up to make 2019 a very interesting period. Somehow, ship owners have to position their businesses to survive and prosper in the midst of all this uncertainty. But if all this sounds a little too macro for your tastes, our team of editorial newshounds and analysts have a few more specific thoughts on the stories that are going to be keeping them busy for the next 12 months. As ever, we always welcome input from our listeners and readers, so if you think there's a story we're missing or an area that deserves the editorial firepower of Lloyd's List being targeted at it, then get in touch. But for now, it's over to our Lloyd's List team for their insights into the stories that they think are going to be shaping shipping in 2019. Hello, my name is Anastasios Adamopoulos, and I cover regulation for Lloyd's List. Now, for 2019, the most important regulatory deadline development is not the 2020 sulfur cap, it's 2050 and the reduction of greenhouse gas emissions from shipping. So on the sulfur cap in 2019, we obviously are now in the final stretch. We have to see if there will be any sort of rules or guidelines or measures to enhance any uh, or alleviate any safety concerns around the implementation of the cap. But in terms of deadlines, in terms of implementation date, those things are pretty much settled when it comes to the regulation. So there's there's little left in that front. We only have one Marine Environment Protection Committee meeting in May. Uh, We could well see a proposal to delay implementation or add a transitional period uh, you know, th- those things are certainly not impossible. Um, but at this point, the chances of that happening um, are appear to be really weak. So the main thing is seeing what we can do, what new measures there will be around safety. Um, now, on the greenhouse gas uh, emissions regulation, we are obviously at the very nascent stages of, uh, of policy making. But next year could be important because... The European Union expected in mid-year, let's say mid-2019, will begin publishing emissions data uh, of vessels calling at its ports. 
which will give us a, a good indication of who is polluting how much and for what kind of trips. And that will definitely inform a lot of the discussions happening in the IMO. And it would also ha- could have a huge impact on individual corporations that claim to be uh, environmental, uh, environmentally conscious, green, uh, and so forth. So in terms of regulation, the IMO will try to create some short-term measures to reduce greenhouse gas emissions in May. It will be difficult. It will be politically sensitive. It is not even certain that it will happen. Uh, But that is now firmly the main challenge and will be the main challenge for the decades to come for global maritime regulation. And the sulfur cap, to put it into perspective, is a rather short-term challenge. will have an impact for the next five years potentially. Uh, but it's really this greenhouse gas emissions reduction struggle that's going to define shipping for the next 30 years at least. Hi, I'm Nida. I'm a senior markets reporter with Lloyd's List here in London. I will be looking at uh, trade flows in the dry bulk market in particular. It's uh, going to be quite an interesting year. There have been fears of Chinese slowdown affecting raw materials imports into the country. We have had a very nice steady recovery in dry bulk rates since the historic lows of 2016. This scenario could well hamper growth going into uh, 2019. I'll be looking at the amount of orders being placed um, by owners. I'll be looking at the low scrapping that we've been seeing this year. I will also be looking at the converted VLOCs being scrapped uh, from the fleet. It is particularly important for the market because they are very large ore carriers, uh, typically plying the Brazil to China route, and it might have an impact on on those fleet growth numbers. We also have a lot of the fleet uh, going out of service to uh, install scrubbers ahead of IMO 2020 which again may reduce the number of vessels that are available. Uh, finally, the biggest wildcard in the market is uh, what will happen with the uh, relationship between the US and China, whether uh, thawing of relations might actually lead to um, uh, increased trade flows again, whether China will uh, continue to import um, US soya beans, which has um, seen a drastic drop um, in 2018. <laughs> Hi, I'm James Baker. I'm the containers editor of Lloyd's List. I think the most important story that's going to emerge in the year ahead is going to be how container lines pass on the additional costs of IMO 2020 to their shipper customers. It's going to be a real fight to the death, I think, between shippers who obviously don't want to pay any more and between carriers who simply cannot afford the $16 billion cost that's going to apply to container lines alone um, for just raising the, just based on the, the additional cost of fuel for the carriers. This year, with the rising cost of just standard bunker fuel, the carriers weren't ready for that, and they, they took a real hit from the increase in price and in, in fuel costs this year that they were unable to pass on to their customers. Now, arguably, over the last few years, they've they've allowed bunker adjustment factors to slide into insignificance while while the oil price was low. Mm. Now that it's up again, they're in a really difficult place, and with further costs coming, if we're looking at another two hundred and fifty dollars a ton for low sulfur fuel then there's going to be 
a, a real need to recover that cost. But I can say at the same time, it's going to take some interesting negotiations in the contract period coming up and leading up to May when mm-hmm. people are going to really struggle to get those, raise those additional funds that they need from their customers at a time when a lot of customers are going to be really pushing back. My name is Helen Kelly and I am Europe Editor-in-Chief at Lloyd's List. I think one of the biggest topics will continue to be diversity. Um, I believe forward-thinking maritime businesses will accept that greater diversity brings better financial returns and more opportunities for business than those with more monocultures or or cultures that are very similar. Um, I believe there's going to be a lot more active campaigning next year, and that's from a number of organisations, including Worcester International and the Worcester National Groups. Um, and very much a lot of campaigning from the UK Maritime, uh, Women in Maritime Task Force, headed up by Sue Terpolowski. So one of the things that I know that they're looking to do immediately is to look for better representation around industry events, particularly industry panel debates. Um, And any panel debate next year that does not have female representation may risk being boycotted or indeed um, uh, have some of the funding or sponsorship taken away from those debates. So expect a lot more active campaigning next year. I'm David Osler, and I cover finance and insurance for Lloyd's List, and here's some of the things that I think I'm going to be concentrating on in 2019. The outlook for p and is probably pretty steady, but it'll be busy at the start of the year with the annual renewal season, and we'll see if anybody or any major ship owners are changing clubs this year. It'll be interesting, too, on Holland Machinery to look out for the impact of what the Corporation of Lloyd's has been doing in terms of politely pressurising loss-making marine syndicates to uh, either raise their game or depart the market. Some people hope that that process could go so far as to harden rates, but we'll have to see how that turns out. On the broking front, of course, the big story is the Marsh JLT deal, which in the world of marine at least, creates a super broker. Um, and, you know, that will up the pressure, I suppose, on the medium and smaller brokers. Other great themes for this year or the year ahead are cyber risk, of course, which people have been talking about for a long time, but the risk looks to be accelerating. There's the prospect of insure tech. Um, we've seen several platforms launch this year and we'll be in a position to judge what uptake has been like. Also want to keep an eye out on um, accumulation risk in ports, I think. We'll see if there's any major disasters there, especially in the hurricane season. Okay, so I'm Linton Nightingale. I am one of the container market reporters at Lloyd's List. Um, next year is obviously going to be a huge challenge for the container shipping market with the sulphur cap coming at the end of the year, and this is going to prompt some difficult decisions. But I'm also trying to look for some positivity, which is going to be an interesting news story as the year comes along. The fact that container shipping lines are going to be looking to ensure that their fleets are ordered ahead of the sulphur cap will possibly prompt some 
an uptick in demolition numbers and recycling of old tonnage, which could bring some stability and balance to the market, which should, of course, help absorb some of the new capacity next year. Next year is going to be a lot of new builds coming from Evergreen and Costco in particular, and a lot of it is going to be plenty of big ships um, on order. But the one thing again here is um, a lot of this tonnage will be centred towards the larger Asia-Europe trade, which is going to be a big factor in um, 2019 as carriers start to juggle their capacity. The one issue with the Asia-Europe trade, obviously being such a lucrative trade for carriers, had relatively weak growth in 2018, although this has picked up in the latter stages of the year. Um, it has been sluggish with key import markets such as Germany and the UK suffering this year. So going into next year for carriers, although demand has picked up in the last few months um, and utilisation levels have been fairly stable, um, there has to be question marks as to whether this will continue into next year and be sustained, obviously considering the volatile economic situation when you look at Brexit and then elsewhere. I mean, obviously capacity management has been very good so far from, the, um, from carriers this year, but whether they can do it again next year is, is a different matter. Hi, I'm Mark Fucek, a Lloyd's List U.S. East Coast correspondent. I think the most interesting story of 2019 will be fuel price differentials becoming more clear. In 2018, ship owners were forced to speculate on what the price spread between high and low sulfur fuels would be once the IMO sulfur regulations come into force and often make investment decisions with facts still unclear. In 2019, many of the factors underpinning the price differential will become more clear. We will be able to see how many refineries are able to adapt to process light crudes rather than heavy crude oils. Uh, what their feedstocks will be will impact the prices. Uh, we'll also see which ports have fuels available, low sulfur fuels or high sulfur fuels available. We'll see how compatibility issues with ships' engines play out and if any preferred blends develop. Um, we'll also be able to see how the industry responds to regulation, which it'll probably have to do in the years to come once again. I'm Nigel Lowry, the Athens, Greece correspondent for Lloyd's List. And I've been asked an extremely difficult question. What is the most important story that I will be writing next year? And that's a tough one to answer. I think as a journalist, the most important story that you write is always going to be the next story. Uh, you can't afford to rest on your laurels. But having said that, thinking about the issues that I generally cover, and my job is mainly to follow Greek shipping for Lloyd's List, uh, I guess that uh, the most important story that I will be writing over the next 12 months will definitely have a Greek ship owner at the heart of it, uh, it'll be exclusive. It'll reflect a lot of the industry realities that Greek shipping today is having to grapple with and adapt to, uh, such as the sulfur cap, uh, such as the need to renew fleets. And it may have LNG in it. Two or three of the biggest stories that I wrote in the past year were about LNG, either LNG as a marine fuel or investment in, in LNG carriers. Um, 
I'm sure that new fuels and new technology will be at the heart of it, uh, and it'll be about a big Greek ship owner doing something that uh, no one expects. I'm Indipreet Valia, market reporter from Singapore. Um, I believe 2019 is surely going to be very interesting, especially because of the sulfur regulations which are coming in. And I'm going to uh, look, uh, I'm going to deal more with um, with freight rates for bulkers and um, tankers in the light of uh, a lot in the light of uh, the fact that a lot many ship owners have installed scrubbers to uh, to their vessels this uh, this year. My name is Richard Clayton. I'm the chief correspondent at Lloyd's List. Uh, next year, I'm going to be looking at the maturing of the digital world for maritime. There's been an awful lot written about data-driven business. There are words nobody understands. There are words that uh, really don't seem to stack up. And what we've got to try to do in Lloyd's List is get to grips with where digitalization really is taking hold. What are the implications for shipping companies' day-to-day -day operations? And what are the implications for the people who serve at sea and who run businesses ashore? There's an awful lot to be said. There, there's a lot of maturing going on within our industry, and that's the area that I would really like to dig into in 2019.